Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Breathcast. My name is Mike Mayer. I'm going to be your breathwork coach and host. And today's guest is Michael Biker. Now, Michael has already been on this podcast once. So he's a friend of the podcast and he runs Yoga Lab. And I think he's the most successful breathwork instructor with an online course. If you look on, I think it's Udemy, he has over 80,000 students, 80 thousand students um and he couldn't be a nicer human i just love talking to this guy um for somebody that's still so young he has this wisdom of like a really old man um, and he's just calm and relaxing and i just want to hang out with him and talk to him about breathing all the time we go into detail i love this there's one bit here which i keep using my students where he talks about the difference between like big breathing exercises like wim hof versus slow and gentle relaxing breathing exercises and why the slow and gentle stuff is more powerful and harder to do and why so many of us are drawn to the big stuff um so really good podcast now michael's back because he is one of my fellow breath masters i have a breath app it's called the breath source i waited many years for this and i'm so glad i did this is a very powerful breathing app where a load of different breathwork instructors like me have come together to collectively share our knowledge of breathing and so we complement each other different perspectives different modalities I've learned so much from these wonderful humans it warms my heart that all these different generous people are coming together and sharing different breathing techniques so we can get a real flavor of like what different things mean Taoist things ancient Shakti things there's so many different bits going on here Qigong Oh my God. So this app, you can get started right now. The link is down below. Click that link and just get started. Get stuck in. Um, My podcast, this podcast is going to be on there as well as all of my breathing exercises. I'll be doing less breathing exercises now on YouTube. It's going to be in the app. Um, And it's really a one-stop shop where you can go And once you're in, you can learn about different breathing techniques. You can practice them. There's live classes in there. There's retreats that are going to happen. There's teacher training. Oh my God everything's in that app so please click on that link and I look forward to seeing you in there and for now let's get the conversation started with my fellow breath source breath master Michael Biker cheers uh Michael Biker welcome back to the breathcast it's a real pleasure to have you back on beautiful thank you Mike wonderful to be here again wonderful thank you I really enjoyed our first conversation and then since we spoke I started doing your instructor training course Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've really enjoyed. I'm about halfway through at the moment and uh, be good to talk to you about some of that today, actually. But I've really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed your your relaxed teaching style um, and just the way that you talk. It's, it, it's really, really nice. Um, and I'm also excited today. We're going to talk a bit about our new, I guess we're colleagues now to some degree. We'll be working together on this very exciting <laughs> new thing called Breath Space. Um, and we're both on there. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about that but before we go into any of that how are you doing oh good oh good thank you very much mike and and really wonderful to hear that you are uh, we are now on the same team with this with with bread space and um all is going really well uh, still teaching uh, lots of people about uh, the beautiful art of, of breath work about meditation and everything family life is is going well and uh now all, all good Life always has a bit of its ups and downs, strikes and gutters, mentally, uh, emotionally, uh, physically with, with things. But all in all, it's it's flowing. It's flowing really well. I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah, very good. You, you know, I, I, I kind of gave you a little bit of this before we um, 
we hit record, but I just want to say publicly, you, you've been a really big inspiration to me. And I want to say thank you because, um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of different breathwork instructors and, and different people doing this podcast, but I think it was after our podcast, uh, I, I spoke to my, my girlfriend I was like this guy, I, I, I would like to be more like him. You know, he's in a beautiful nature. He's so relaxed. He's got this lovely, uh, mental attitude towards breath work. So I just wanted to say thank you because you're, you're a real inspiration, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much, yeah. Mike. Say hello to your lovely I will do. partner. Definitely. Yeah. So no, no, really, really good. So I want to, so something that came up in your course and I'd love to get your thoughts for the listeners and viewers. And maybe I'm not quoting it properly, so please, please correct me. But you say something along the lines of, because there's to me, there's two real big types of breath work. There's the hyperventilation and the big stuff. And then there's the slow, gentle mindfulness. And you said something that was really interesting, which is the big stuff's easier. But what's much harder for people is the slow stuff, you know, being by yourself for an hour in a room. And when you said that, I was like, you're so right. And I think often so many of us are drawn to the big breath work because it gets you a really fast state change. You think, oh, feel all energetic now and I'm all fired up. But that state quickly goes again. So would you just talk a bit about the differences and why you think it's difficult for people to do the slow stuff? And then what's the benefits of doing the slow stuff? Mm -hmm. Mm. Hey guys, real quick, if you're enjoying this conversation so far, maybe you want to click on the link below and come and join us on The Breath Source. The link is down below. You can get started on Apple and Android. All the links are down there. Click one link, get started. Um, you might notice that at some points in these conversations, I refer to it as The Breath Space ignore that we were playing with different names last year i'm so glad we landed on the breath source so the breath source link is down below i will see you on it back on with the conversation cheers well the, the wonderful thing about the, the the strong stuff is it really does something and you feel it right away right you feel uh, all these serotonin and, and all these uh, neurotransmitters that are being released in, in the brain though those happy hormones and you feel maybe tingling sensations in the body maybe even emotional release all that kind of stuff and it it really works you you feel that right away and it's really fantastic kind of to shake things up a little bit to start to flush things out to open up to energize but it's preparatory stuff it's mm -hmm. it's to prepare your physical body your emotional system your mind your energetic system so to say to become clean to become energized to become able to really go into uh, also slower practices into meditation in the ancient beautiful form of pranayama there is both the strong techniques the hyperventilation techniques and the very calming techniques and it's always done that first you do the strong techniques to prepare the body and then you are much more able to become a bit more still to connect your awareness with the present moment so instead of really being busy in the mind about something that happened last week or years ago or too many thoughts happening you flush everything out for a moment and then to become able to become present and just sit still and breathe very slowly because this slow breathing becomes a little bit like you start to smoothen things out with the very slow breathing like, ah very slow you start to calm down your nervous system again hey, you start to slow down your heart rate your mind becomes very very peaceful very calm and this is very important this part of the slow breathing 
to go into that very, let's say, optimum state of focus of, of meditation in which you can go into a deep state of being present. Mm -hmm. And it's not about feeling nice uh, sensations in the body or it's not about um, uh, being high of the hyperventilation that you just did. It's kind of transcending, kind of going beyond your just um, physical state, beyond your emotional state and realize like, hey, wow, I'm something so much more profound. I, I'm, I'm pure consciousness. I'm this deeper, uh, higher self that I uh, become aware of now. Mm. So as I mentioned before, the, the strong breathing techniques is wonderful. It's very easy to do because everybody can breathe strong and breathe uh, deeply and you have something to do, but it's really hard for a lot of people to breathe really slow because they feel as soon as they sit and try to breathe calm, Oh, so many thoughts happening, so many distractions uh, in the mind are happening, or so much restlessness in your system. Ah, it's really hard. So that's why it's good. Then first do a bit of strong stuff, flush everything out. Okay, now I'm a bit more present. Now I've connected my awareness with the body, with the breath. Okay, now I can slow things down. And as you smoothen things out more and more and everything becomes balanced and calm, then you're awareness can go into a higher state of being yeah beautiful and, and so you're saying do the big stuff first are you talking as basic as let's just say today we do big and then we do slow or are you saying you do on different days or or, or as a mix yeah you um it's good to do if you do a session to do already in a session, start off with some strong stuff. What I always do, for example, myself or when I do sessions together with people mostly, first just take a little moment, like just you sit, you become aware of, ah, maybe you feel very restless, maybe so many thoughts happening. Okay, just become aware of however you feel without judging. Then do some strong stuff. And I'm not talking about three rounds of 60 strong uh, hyperventilated breaths. Oh, just like two rounds, maybe three rounds of a bit of strong breathing, maybe 20 breaths. So that is just enough to really start activating stuff. Ah, after those three rounds, whew, already so much is, is happening in, in the, the mind and in the body. Okay, then we have connected mind and body. Then we can start to slow things down. And like that, doing another practice or for example, Kaki Mudra, Pranayama, all these different techniques, but very slowly in, hold for a little moment, very slowly out. Okay, next technique is maybe one more technique then slow, very slow, soft breathing, uh, as calm as you can with a slight contraction of the throat. Uh, ujjayi, light ujjayi breathing. Okay, and then taking some time, not trying anymore to control my breath not trying to control my feelings, not trying to control my emotions, no control of everything, letting go, letting life happen. And what happens then is like your awareness starts to float out of the, of the mud, of the, of the turbulence of life. And you become aware like, wow, there's this spaciousness in just being, in being united with the, the wonderful, greater consciousness that we are all part of. Yeah, beautiful. I really like that because sometimes, yeah, we have this, I have this sometimes this nervous energy that needs to come out and, and you lay down, you try and do some meditation and you're, you're so twitchy. Um, and I've heard other people talk about this actually around 
sometimes the bigger stuff is good because it's releasing some of that built up energy that we've got. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I really like that. Um, I want to talk a bit about language, language of breathing. You said something which I really liked. You said something along the lines of when you take a breath, maybe it's a friendly breath. Enjoy that breath, you know, smile through the breath. And I thought, wow, what a lovely word, friendly breath. It's such a beautiful thing. Be, you know, be kind to yourself. How important is the language we use when it comes to breath work, do you think? You mean as in when we are instructing others? Or yeah, when, yeah. Or, or both, and ah, what we're thinking about as well. It, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's everything, definitely. Um, every word that you say, it's, it, of course, it's a verbal thing, but it's also kind of an energy thing. I'm saying now something, and it triggers all sorts of responses in your brain, all, all types of uh, neural, con neural connections are firing together, this, this energy release, and it gives a, a meaning or it gives a light uh, emotion or something like that. So what communication actually is, is, is transfer of an energy. So mm -hmm. as soon as I use the the right types of words when instructing people or even in just communication it triggers sometimes the right things that somebody can really feel they can let go or they feel like ah i feel a sense of trust here i feel a sense of of becoming okay with whatever is so it's it's essential even the tone of voice with which something is said it it, it can make a huge difference as you know there's types of word that you can say in a very um, kind way but if you change a little bit the tone of voice it becomes something really harsh right so um, uh, that that's why the, the language is very essential and also the language you say to yourself because whether we want it sometimes or not, when we're meditating or doing breath work, we're communicating within ourselves. There's this self-talk taking yeah. place. Like, okay, just, just take it slow. You, you tell yourself, or, ah, I have so many thoughts. It, it's so stupid. I should, should not feel this or this or that. Become aware of that and start to communicate with yourself with a sense of kindness, with a sense of patience, like this higher self, which is uh, um, something you will start to experience more and more, that you start to connect with that higher self or deeper self, if you want to call it, which is accepting, which is kind, with, and which you can say to yourself, if you're full of tension, like, it's okay, it's all right, I accept it. It's an experience of, of life. And like that when you instruct yourself also with its softness like okay just just calm it down just uh, take some some calm slow breath so yeah. it, it's it's essential good communication with yourself and and uh, the the clients or students yeah i, I heard um, maybe you've heard this too there's this uh, they've done this experiment a few times where they grow little plants in pots mm. And they talk to one plant, oh, you beautiful plants, you can have strong leaves, you know, you're so strong and beautiful and, uh, you know, powerful. And the other one, they're like, you stupid plant, you horrible plant, you're going to be all bent up. And I saw this photograph and they would have them in different rooms and I'm sure it can be replicated. You would see one plant all strong, the, the plant that nobody spoke to is just normal and the plant that had all these bad intentions was all you can picture it, can't mm. you? And I was like, wow, that's interesting. The intentions and the power 
and energy in our in our language. And you said something just now, and I remember this when you did a breathing session for me when I was in one of your um, classes a few months ago, and you said, it's okay. You know, like we're talking like, if your mind wanders, it's okay. And I was like, just you giving that kind of permission and that soft language was so powerful because ah, stupid, I'm losing, you know, concentration. You're like, it's okay. And I was like, oh, it, it is okay, actually. Mm. So yeah, mm. I, I think it's powerful, but I don't think I realized how powerful it was until I started watching some of your work. And I was like, yeah. the, the tone, the power, yeah, oh, incredible. So yeah, so thank you. So that's a, that's a real gift. Mm. Beautiful. It, it, that, that's what I think this, this whole practice is about, right? To um, It's not just to become... Uh, physically strong and healthy or to have a certain outer outer body experience or, or outer dimensional experience or something like that it's it's to create this unity and to create this this oneness between your um, your your higher self your lower self your mind your body and otherwise there's always this conflict within one part of the mind one thing another part of the mind to be different uh, you you feel a certain way you experience something and then the mind goes oh i like it or i don't like it mm. I, I don't like it and then it starts telling another side of the mind like oh you should not think that that's that's silly that's stupid it's one one part of the self being in conflict with itself right yeah, yeah. so that's why one, once we start to recognize in this practice what is happening and start to become able to observe that from uh, this this higher self like hey there's one part of my mind trying to force another part of itself of the mind into a certain state it's not just not in ah i accept that and from that higher self or the deeper self starting to kind of almost um, instruct is maybe the, the wrong way but guide yourself into the state of unity in oneness and going from duality an inner conflict into unity and oneness that's what all this practice is basically all about yeah that's that's uh that's very profound what you said there because i feel that duality all the time i should be doing this i should be doing that i should be in the gym i should you know and so you're having this you're right and just as you were saying those words it was a bit of a uh, oh i need to think about that more that's very very powerful cool thank you very, very good mm. um People, I think sometimes they get a bit stuck in the hyperventilation. And I did for, for, for many years, you know, because of, of and, and this is without judgment to those people. But I, I know a lot of people that just do big breathing. And uh, I, I did some Qigong with a friend. Uh, he's a Qigong instructor. And I want to I talk about Qigong next, actually. Um, and we did some Qigong together and we did it online and he was teaching and I was following and some people very, very enjoyed it, but some people like, nope, for me, it's only Wim Hof or it's only, you know, circular breathing. Um, ha, is that okay for them? Because again, I don't, it's not about judgment here, but what, why do, do you, I, I've, how do we stop? No, I'm trying to think about the best way to ask this now. What, what do those, because again, I'm trying not to be judge, judge, judgy here because it's. I think you know it's okay to do what you think is the right thing to do, but how can those people get some balance? I guess because if you're only hyperventilating every day, I don't think that's very good either. But what what do you think? Hmm. I, I I agree with that. It's not really good because you're always overstimulating your system. Uh, if every day you're putting yourself into a very 
uh, high energetic state, constantly mm -hmm. pushing, pushing, pushing. In the long run, it will overstimulate your nervous system. You will not experience in daily life really this, this sense of, of okayness, this sense of, of deep peace. Right after doing a round, like I mentioned before, there, there's so many sensations. You feel maybe tingling. You start to space out. You feel maybe you're experiencing other dimensions, like I say, or seeing all sorts of colors and light. It's very spectacular. However, deep meditation is not about spectacular with the senses. It's not about seeing lots of colors, lots of things. So it's almost you become a bit still a sensation seeker if you practice this uh, stuff a lot, mm. right? And um, what I notice with people that practice this a lot, it, it's so hard to do slow calm breathing or so hard to just sit still for, for 20 minutes because it feels boring. It feels like there's nothing happening. I don't feel sensations. I don't space out. I don't have all these, these strong uh, visual uh, sensations maybe when I close my eyes. So it feels like really boring. It's almost a little bit like um, if somebody is, for example, in, in, in a discotheque and there's lots of colors, lots of sound, and all the sense, senses are really stimulated. And wow, lots of stuff happening. And maybe there is somebody who was outside of the discotheque and was in the field and was listening to the crickets and maybe saw the stars and maybe the light wind going through the, the grass of the field. And, and wow, it's so beautiful. You feel the, the greater cosmos you experience. So he or she decides to get his friend out of the discotheque and say, hey, come on, take, a, take an experience outside as well. And that friend goes outside and because the eyes were so stimulated with the lights, he cannot really see the stars because his ears are so stimulated with the sound. He cannot hear the crickets. He cannot hear the, the light breeze going through the grass. And he's like, oh, this is boring. I, I don't experience anything. I'd rather go back into the discotheque. So I hope you're following a little bit what I'm saying. Um, the, the, the deeper experience of... Of, of life, that real connection with the inner stillness that comes through stilling everything to, in slowing down everything as well, right? So it, it can be, you can fall into a trap of becoming a sensation seeker, wanting to find sensations and, and experiences if you do only strong stuff. And I met a lot of people, they even became in a way burned out it, because you burn a lot of prana. You um, overstimulate your system also a lot that you your sexual desires become very strong. Your desire to always do something new, always find something new, always think by yourself that you have to change. You have to change something about yourself. So you're, you're, you're very stimulating uh, that. So the challenge for these people is not to push the limits more with more breathing, more strong, because it hits a glass ceiling and that's it. Mm. But to go into the depths in the other way of, of slowing down and going into the depths to find the source of yourself and not trying to find it beyond um, in, in more strong sensations, if you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that's really, thank you. That wonderful explanation. I, I was trying to think maybe for me, it might be like having too much coffee all the time and you're so tired 
but you never get used to just that baseline of you don't need coffee maybe every day you're, yeah. you're tired maybe because the coffee's keeping you awake at night and then you're in that circle and yeah it's interesting isn't it i really i really like the discotheque analogy that's fantastic um because boredom is good isn't it it's good to be bored um, absolutely but with all of these things we with the mobile phones i think we've we've stolen that we've lost that our attention's being is being taken um so i always think about what you say you know about you know being by yourself for an hour can be very very difficult for people but 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 much more rewarding you know i think i might have said this last time we spoke i spent two days by myself um down the road i, I rented an airbnb down the road and i just brought with me um some pencils some coloring books and a journal and first couple of hours was like whoa I've got loads of stuff to think about and write and then after that I started to get really bored and I was like oh I need to put on Netflix or something and it was really it was really uncomfortable and uh, I ended up going to sleep but the next day when I woke up I was much calmer and went for a walk in nature and it was like the volume had been turned down and so within less than 48 hours I'd gone from being kind of to um much calmer writing in my journal um and I was like wow you can really transform very very quickly but then you know life gets back in the way you come back home so you have to be aware I think of of, of these amazing tools we've got but um yeah I'm I'm being very drawn to the slow stuff now and that's what I wanted to talk to you about next actually since we last spoke I fell in love with Qigong um and I'm not an instructor yet I want to go into into that more but I would just love to get your thoughts on what Qigong means to you what you've experienced with it, because there's something going on when I move my body with my breath. It's like, wow, it's so much more powerful. So yeah, please, any thoughts you have on movement and breath and chi? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, for those of you that don't really know yet what Qigong is, it, it's very slow movements yeah. and um, gentle, soft uh, movements in combination with breathing. And it's like meditative movements. Maybe you've seen people doing it in the park, like really slow, slow movements. Uh, and it's really fantastic because like you mentioned, it's not just uh, good physically that to become uh, open, strong, flexible and everything, but also very much reprogramming your mind to calm down, to become present. Because like you mentioned, this, this addiction to impulses that we have through the screen or that we get uh, through uh, a computer or, or Netflix or social media, our brain is constantly seeking impulses outside of ourselves. And this has become so distracting. And if we do that too much, we become so disconnected with ourselves, which results in uh, all sorts of um, ailments and, and, and de depression and, and feeling a bit lost and feeling uh, not having a purpose, everything. So Qigong is a really beautiful way to start to slow down with doing something, but really gentle and calm. And for a lot of people in the beginning it's a little bit hard because you feel like hey nothing is happening i'm breathing uh, um, so i'm moving really slow but i don't feel any any sensations you don't feel you're you're working out or something ah this is maybe a bit boring but that's exactly also a part of the brain part of the mind you want to train okay 
I'm feeling a bit restless, but I'm going to slow down. And after a couple of movements, your whole body, your whole brain, your whole energetic system starts to calm down and slow down as well. And you become present. So that's a beautiful thing about it. The other good thing about this is something that we cannot measure with modern devices, but that we can start to balance our chi, our energetic system. And we start to stimulate some parts of this, this energetic system also. It's good to understand that we have a physical body, flesh and bones, but there is flows of energy flowing through that, right? We can all agree if I touch this and I feel this, that there's a flow of electric energy flowing through the nervous system and it creates a certain sensation and I feel I'm hitting my hand now. Or if I can move my fingers, it's because I'm using up energy so i have a body of energy as well and this qigong is a beautiful way to start to um, cultivate uh, to 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 grow to balance to cultivate this energy body that i have and it's something very powerful even though you don't feel you're doing much on a physical level but as you maybe experience after a session wow you feel so so balanced so calm yeah, no, lovely. I, I, yeah, it's um, it's it's just it just feels so right to me. I never, I spent the first few years of my breath journey, um, laying down or or sitting, and then the minute we started to add some sensations and doing some different things, um, I was like, wow, this is so so good. It just and and uh, we we also did it barefoot, which was lovely. So we were on the grass, touching the planet. Um, so there's a whole other connection going on there. And so for me, um, it's really exciting to go down that route. I really want to learn a lot more about this, um, this chi. Um, so yeah, very cool. Thank you for getting your thoughts on there. Um, should we talk a bit about breath space then? Cause I think that's uh, an exciting time. I think the, the world of breathing is, uh, is changing. I'm sure you've felt it. I was speaking to, um, Patrick McEwen who wrote the oxygen advantage the other day. And he said that his business has increased 10 times in the last four years. It's just gone. Um, and it just feels like breath work is growing and growing and growing. And there's so many people like yourself doing a fantastic job. Um, what, what, what drew you to, to breath space? What was it that kind of attracted you to, to getting involved? Well, it's, it's just nice to have a platform, um, together with a lot of other breath workers i think in which you can every breath worker has its own maybe style has its own method and to have a platform in which everyone can share their 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 method and in which people can get to know other methods as well and i think that's very very beautiful thing and what we are seeing nowadays uh, breath work people really starting to realize the beautiful power of it. And there's so much inner healing happening in this whole world uh, with, with so many people that are starting to realize how important it is to, to start to integrate these practices, to start to not only take care of their physical body through diet or doing some workouts in the gym, but also really realizing like, hey, my emotional body my mind body my energetic body all these different layers of the self it's something i have to take care of we're starting to realize that now more and more and and that's the beautiful thing that in all these different 
platforms and all these different apps, it's starting to grow and it becomes so accessible for all these different people. Yeah, it's. I think it's, for me, I'm really excited to be working alongside people like you. And because um, for me, breath work has been a little bit lonely at times as an instructor because I'm often by myself because I you know became instructor during the pandemic so a lot of my teaching and uh, training was online and so for me now it's really exciting that I get all these colleagues that I can talk to and we can have these conversations and so it, it looks like a really nice platform for people to go and maybe you come in through you or through me and you we, you know us but then mm. you get to experience like you say different people's techniques um and for me it's always like a vibe like i vi- i like the vibes I, I really like your vibes i'm very drawn to your breath work and i think that's good for people maybe they discover somebody new they've never come across before and it opens a door to some other stuff so it's yeah it's exciting times ahead um so I've got a couple of uh, final questions for you, quick questions, because um, we didn't do this last time. I'm just trying to play with a, a new idea in the podcast. So um, just, just very simple ones. What's one book you'd recommend to somebody? Do you have a favorite book? There's one book that I really like. It's from um, Lisa Rankin, and she written Mind Over Medicine. Ooh. And she was a um, medical practitioner, and she saw that there were so many cases in which the placebo effect was was really um, so uh, apparent and, and doctors didn't know really why somebody would suddenly heal or somebody suddenly would get really sick. And she started to research all these things and saw that the mind is such an important factor in becoming able to heal yourself or making yourself sick and this book is very much about that and um dr joe dispenza also wrote some beautiful things uh, about this but mind over medicine is is something that i would highly recommend for people to to read it's a beautiful thing fantastic i will uh, i'll link that below and i'm going to go and buy a copy after we finish speaking mm-hmm. um what's one breathing exercise you would take with you to a desert island if you don't take one breathing exercise <laughs> <laughs> beautiful I think it would be Shit Shakti Prakriya. It's what my wonderful teacher, my wonderful guru used to teach me. And it's, 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 a, it's strong breathing like this because it's in a way a very complete um, package if you combine it, of course, with taking a long time after to meditate. But it's a really effective method to start to um, open up and, and, and become able to go into a, a meditative state. So that, that would be um, the practice, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Would you be able to just show me a couple more breaths? Just show me what that yeah, looks like. for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I learned this from Guru Omanand from, uh, in India. So it's with the, with the hands up, with the hands open. It's in the Breath is Life course as well. Let me go a little bit further back. So if the hands open, then you exhale through the nose and just swing the arms, the elbows back. And you in and out and in. And like this, it's like a pump. And after your last inhalation, you open up with the hands and then you, with the hands open, you put down onto the knees and you just become aware. You connect your mind with the body. You become aware, like you've been opening up the energetic system, you calm down. And then after you really start to slow down your breath. And then important part of this practice is also um, to again, let go of your breath and to let life happen 
Mm. Every feeling, every sensation, every thought, every emotion, it's basically a creation of this beautiful uh, universe, this the creative universe of, of God that we are all part of. So after doing a practice like this, just letting life do its thing. Let life happen. If you feel really happy, you're great. If you feel you have to cry, also let it happen. Anything, if you feel boredom, let it happen. Mm. Just letting life happen. And if we start to become really able to let go, we, in a way, merge with this greater life, with this greater intelligence that we are part of. We become aware of that. Beautiful. So long story short, <laughs> that no, she beautiful. Chakti Prakriya like from Dr. Omananda Guruji. And he learned it also, of course, from his teachers. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, my respect to him. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, final question then. So uh, they normally call this like elevator pitch. So if you get stuck in a, a lift with somebody, and they say, what does breath work mean to you? What would be your, your short answer to that? It is essential to take care of my, not just physical body, but like I mentioned before, my emotional body, my mental body. It's to bring balance in all these things so that my life becomes more pleasurable experience to, to live. And I become aware that I'm not just this physical body. There's mm. something deeper. So even if this physical body will die, I have realized a deeper layer of the self. And I realized that it's a transaction. It's, it's a transition. Death, life, this repeatance of this circle. But there is this higher self which experiences this. And it's all right if everything happens. We, we move with the flow of life. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. So everybody, Michael's links will be down below for Yoga Lab. So be sure to check out his fantastic online courses. I highly recommend them. And I'm going through them myself at the minute. Um, and uh, we'll be on Breath Space together. So make sure you check out Breath Space. The links will be down below once it launches. So you can click on there. And I think there's going to be some free trial or something. So you get to experience some breath work that you've never seen before uh, on YouTube because it will be solely on, on the app, which is very cool. Uh, Michael, any final words? I really wish for everyone that's listening now a lot of peace, a lot of happiness, a lot of love in your life and really start to pick up those beautiful experiences of, of breathwork. And if you're already practicing a lot of breathwork, take your breathwork practice deeper, learn more about the slower breathing practices as well and the meditative practices because you will learn to go to take it to such a, such a higher level, to such a deeper level, so much more profound uh, experience that will, in a beautiful way, change your life for, for the better. So I wish you all the best with that. Lovely, beautiful. Well, well, Michael, thank you so much for coming back on a second time. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and I look forward to working with you on, on Breath Space. So thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Peace and You're love. Welcome. Peace and love. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. I need you to do just one thing for me. If you've got any value from the episode, please click on the link in the show notes or down below in the video description and go on over to the Breath Source. Come and join me on the Breath Source app. Me and all these other wonderful breathwork instructors, you can get started for free today. We have put our life, our heart, our soul into this app. There's retreats in there you can go on. There's teacher training. There's every breathing exercise you can think of, all taught by their own breathwork instructors with their own flavors and modalities and training and experiences. 
come for me and find Jesse or find Kat or find Travis or find one of these wonderful human beings in there and come and play with the breath with us. So the link is down below. I hope to see you on there. This podcast, the Breathcast, is also in there. Ed Harold's Life with Breath podcast is also in there as well. So we want to make a place for you where you can find our breathing exercises that are on YouTube, as well as new stuff, as well as live stuff, as well as new breath friends, a real community, a real hub for breathing. So I'm so excited about this. I cannot wait to see you in the app. The link is down below and I will see you over on the breath source in two seconds. I'm going to hold my breath and I'm going to wait for you. Go click on the link. Have you clicked it yet? Hurry up. Please. <sighs> See you on the breath sauce. Cheers. <laughs>